0: I've got the victory living inside of me. i got the greater war I can overcome. This ain't no time to turn back, no place to grow slack. i got to keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, where I learn how to be an overcomer. And it is possible to overcome whatever has been bugging you or trying to hinder you or hold you back. Nothing's bigger than God. And as a believer... He's in you. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. Let's release faith today for answers. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for the utterance, the anointing, the grace, the help, the strength, the answers. Uh, You know exactly what we need most right now. We ask for that. Manna from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, turn with me, if you would, to uh, Hebrews, the third chapter. For weeks now, we have been on this topic of overcoming unbelief. And our uh, main texts are here in Hebrews 3 and also 1 Corinthians 10. And we saw that uh, verse 12, Hebrews three twelve, says, take heed... Brethren, so he's talking to fellow believers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And he's talking about that first generation of Israelites that God brought out of Egyptian bondage. And he, in verse 18, he said, we, he swore that they should not enter into his rest, those that believed not. Verse 19, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. What kept them out? Unbelief. unbelief. Not God. Not even their enemies. It was the, their self that kept them out. It was their own unbelief. In 1 Corinthians 10, if you'd turn there. 1 Corinthians 10, he had described how that uh, just like they were all brought out under the cloud and and the fire and and through the Red Sea, and drank of uh, the water that came out of the rock, he said that rock was Christ. And he was showing that all those things that happened to them are examples for us. And that's what he says in verse 11. This is the, the Living Bible, 1 Corinthians 10, 11. All these things happened to them as examples, object lessons to us, to warn us against doing the same things. Uh, the Message Bible says these are all warning markers written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. And so we've set out on a quest to uh, understand what happened with them and benefit, like the scripture tells us to, in identifying unbelief that robs, robbed them and robs people today and eliminating this from our lives. There are 10 uh distinct episodes that he's referring to here in, in their journeys where the Israelites uh, yielded to unbelief instead of trusting God. Uh, go back to Exodus 14, if you would. We, we saw the first one was at the Red Sea. And when they got to the Red Sea and, and they saw Pharaoh and the Egyptian army had decided to come after them, and kill them, destroy them, recapture them, enslave them again. They panicked and they blamed uh, Moses and they said, is it because there weren't any graves in Egypt that you took us out here to die? And there was, they talked death, they talked destruction, they were unthankful. All of these things show unbelief. But God in His mercy... Told them through Moses, hush, (laughs) be quiet, stand still and see the salvation of God. And oh, did they see something that day. Man, when the wind blew and parted the waters and congealed the deep and they all walked through and went through on dry land and then they saw the water, the walls collapse and cover all their enemies and they didn't even have to, to, to swing one, one sword. And their enemies are no more. We see in chapter fifteen that, uh, and 14 and 15 that, man, they sang. They praised God. Miriam played the tambourine. And a bunch of the women came and played tambourines too. And, oh, they talked about how big God was. And the Bible said they respected God, they feared God, and they believed God. And Moses, that that respect flowed over to God's choice and God's leader. So, for a brief moment, we see out of this group real faith, real praise, real victory talk. And it lasted for <laughs> three days. <laughs> now... We're not going to laugh too hard, right? We're going to to learn what happens so so we don't do this. Uh, Did you find it? Exodus again? Let's look in the 15th chapter. Verse 22, Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. They went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days. Everybody say three days. Three Three days. days in the wilderness and they found no water. Well, you gotta have water. How long can you make it without water? You, your body, your spouse, your kids, all your cows, sheep, goats, camels, donkeys. They need a lot of water just to keep this bunch moving. And they went three days. No water the first day, none in sight. Second day, none in sight. Third day, none in sight. And then they saw a little place where there was some water. Woo! Looked good, but when they came to it and tried it, couldn't drink it. It was so bitter and so bad, you could not drink the water. And and after that, the place began. It was known as bitter, (laughs) bitterness, because of the bitter water. In verse twenty-four, the people murmured. Against Moses, everybody say, big mistake, big, yes. big mistake. <laughs> Have you noticed that in this world we live in is a continual blaming? Huh? They did it. They didn't. They didn't help me. It was because of this. It was because of this group. It was because of that group. And if you won't take responsibility for your own life, for your own choices, for your own faith or doubt, you will not be successful. You will not reach and accomplish God's plan for your life. Because it's not all up to God. You can't leave up to Him what He left up to us. And it's not all, my, the responsibility for my life is not left up to you. Nor yours to me. If you grew up in a home where everybody's blaming each other, been around schools, you know, you heard university professors about all they did was blame this group or blame that group or blame this or blame that. And you've been ingrained with that. I'm telling you, if you want to have a happy life, if you want to succeed and get free, if you want to experience what God has for you. And how many believe, the class believe that this promised land is a type of what God has for all us believers in the new covenant? Well, we don't have a worse covenant than theirs. It's a better covenant. It's a greater covenant. But They did this over and over and over, over and over. I'm not exaggerating. There's that many overs. (laughs) What? Moses, you let us out here. We told you to leave us alone. It's that Moses. It's that Aaron. And you'll find this to be, this happens often. People actually are mad at God. But they, they don't know his address. <laughs> they can't bombard his door. So the next closest thing is his representative. Huh? Which in this case was Moses. So Moses caught it. I mean, if you if you start reading here and you read on through the next couple of two or three books. He caught it, man. In fact, it was so much bombardment and pressure and blaming and accusations against him and Aaron and, and Joshua and them, that um, he, it, it wore on him until uh, he got off his cell for a bit, and mad and upset, and that's when, if you remember, he hit the rock instead of doing what God told him to do it so cuz because it just went on for year after year that would get old right <laughs> and and the thing is all Moses has done is help facilitate and lead at the direction of God by every step miracles that previous generations of their fathers could only ever dream about. They are actually free and on their way to the promised land. But at every juncture, instead of being thankful, instead of showing respect, instead of showing some faith, they started griping. That's that word murmur here, murmuring. Now the word murmuring, it's an interesting word in the Old Testament very, very interesting look at that scripture again verse 24 it said the people did what? murmured against Moses and one of the examples of is a question what shall we drink? now this is not just an inquiry for information's sake (laughs) this is pressure can you see this? pressure. What are we going to drink? Because it was part of the murmuring. The murmuring. Listen to the definition for this word, murmur. When I first saw it, I thought, huh? <laughs> That's the definition? Of the, word? the word murmur literally means to stop to stay, to remain even permanently. (laughs) See, you're doing the same thing I did. I'm like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And as as an inference and implication, then it means to complain. But it literally means to remain. And then I saw it when I heard that the words rhymed. I thought, if you complain, you'll remain. What do you mean? If you gripe about it, you're not getting out of it. You will stay in it. You will remain in it. And this this kept going. We're going to see just a few verses past this. They did it again. They murmured against Moses and Aaron. Have you have you read this enough to realize this happens over and over again? They said they murmured against Moses. They murmured against Aaron. They murmured, they murmured, they murmured. They grumbled, they griped, they blamed, they complained. And did you know what happened to them? Their grumbling is what happened to them. In Numbers 14, eventually, when, when they said it again, for the, I don't know how many of time. And they said, you know, wished we'd have died over here. Or we could have died over there. But you brought us out here to kill us all in the wilderness. And finally the, the Lord said, that's it. That's what you're going to have. Is what? You're murmuring. What you have been griping and complaining about is what's going to happen to you. Now that also sounds like your fears will come on you, right? Yes. This, these are spiritual laws. These principles work all the time, whether folks believe in them or not. And it shows how serious murmuring and complaining is. You know, uh, a lot of times if you talk about complaining, people kind of laugh and go, yeah, you know, I guess we all complain too much. Uh, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) It's a bit more serious than that. Hold your place here. Go back to 1 Corinthians 10. This is one of the main parts that he emphasized. 1 Corinthians 10 he said, verse 5, with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. And these things are our examples. And then he starts down a list. Don't be idolaters. That's one of the things that got them destroyed. Don't commit fornication like they did. They went crazy with that stuff. Don't tempt Christ like some of them tempted or destroyed a serpents. Verse 10, don't murmur. Boy, murmuring, murmuring's in some bad company. Isn't it? Idolatry? Tempting Christ? Is it really on that level? On that scale? (laughs) A lot of folks don't think so. Why don't murmur? Keep reading the verse. Verse 10. Neither murmured ye as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. What's murmuring got to do with being destroyed? Surely there's not a connection. Of complaining and being destroyed. That's too serious, right? Or is it Bible? Is it Scripture? Did these folks we're reading about now, did they wind up missing God, missing His plan, and being destroyed out there in the wilderness? Did they? Who said they were going to die in the wilderness? God never told them they were going to die in the wilderness. He never threatened them. He never said that was an alternative plan. He never said that was his will. He said in Numbers 14, finally, after years of dealing with these guys, he said, okay, what you said is going to happen with you. In other words, you're complaining will become reality. Well, can you see now why the word literally means to remain? Complaining keeps you stuck in the stuff you're complaining about. Because it's an identification with it. And you wind up prophesying about it. And your words, by your words, You'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Our words matter. And especially the things that we feel so strongly about and we keep saying day after day, and week in and week out, and sadly, many people, all they do, night and day, is gripe about something. I don't have this. I can't do this. They won't let me do this. They won't help me with this. I need this. I'm desperate for that. It's so awful. It's so bad. And as long as you talk that way, it will stay that way. Because it is a spiritual law. Is this something we need to know, class? Can you see it in the scriptures here? Like I said, the first time I looked up these words and I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. Murmuring, that word right here that we just read, they murmured against Moses. It means to stay. In fact, if you you look through the Old Testament, many, many times it's translated stay, remain, dwell. (laughs) What do you mean? Then how can it be murmuring? Because it's the same thing spiritually. And can you see it's walking by sight? I feel bad, it looks bad, so I'm going to talk about how bad it looks and feels. What does that do? That just keeps you right there. That keeps you right there. But the principle of James is that the mouth or the tongue is like the the bits and, and reins on the horse It's like the rudder on the ship. It's like the steering wheel. If I'm going down a bad path, oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. I can't stand it. It's so bad. What am I doing? I'm holding the steering wheel straight. So what am I going to do? I'm going to keep going down the same road. I don't want to go down this road. So turn the wheel. No, no, it's bad. And if it's bad, I can't say it's good. And if it's bad, it's just bad because it feels bad. And I can't help if it's bad. It's so bad. Help me out. If you're going down the road and you don't want to go down that road, what can you do? Huh? Huh? Turn the wheel? Yeah, but you know, my church don't preach that. You know, that (laughs) that confession, possession stuff. uh, No, we don't get into that, that. You know, that blab it, grab it, mm-mm, no, no, no. Well, just, just stay where you are. Stay where you are. I don't want to stay in the muck, in the junk, in the bad. Hmm? To, to murmur, to grumble, to complain is just reiterating and establishing the bad. And that's how most of the world lives. If you get a hold of this, child of God, faith class student, faith school student. If you get a hold of this, and you stop griping and complaining, and instead of talking how you look and feel, you start using your words to create And instead of talking about how bad it is, you start saying what you want it to be and what God has called it to be, you will start standing out like the proverbial sore thumb because that's not how the world talks. And people will think, well, what what is going on with them? Oh, yeah, they got in with that faith school bunch. But things will start turning around for you things will begin to happen that haven't happened in 20 years or ever things will begin why because you're turning the steering wheel oh come on can you see it yes. you're turning the steering wheel and if i keep turning the steering wheel what's going to happen i'm going to come out of badville i'm going to leave sorry town come on you with me i'm going to leave murmurville but this requires discipline discipline. Because you will be tempted to gripe. You will be tempted to talk negatively. You'll be tempted, All any of us, all of us, you'll be tempted. We live in a world where there's a lot of stuff wrong. And you'll be tempted, especially when you get tired. You'll be tempted to, because of how you feel or you're tired of dealing with the same thing or and, and and something hasn't happened as quickly as you wanted it to, and and, and you'll you'll be so tempted. Sometimes you'll have to go. I'm so, hmm, hmm, mm, mm. I'm so convinced <laughs> that God is a good God, and He's fake. Come on, you see what I'm talking about. You you'll have to get a hold of yourself at times. And sometimes you'll have already got into it and somebody asked you how it was going and you say, well, you know, not too good. And, and you're only halfway into the big story and you go, what am I doing? Do I want to stay here? Do I want to stay? Remain? In this mess? Then I cannot complain if I don't want to remain. <laughs> Can y'all see this class? I, I can't do it if I want to get out. If I want to get out. They were doing good at the victory of the Red Sea. And who knows? Maybe the first day of the three-day trip they still sang a little bit. But next day it wasn't as much singing. No water. No singing. <laughs> And by the third day, everybody's thirsty. Mama's thirsty. Horse is thirsty. Everybody's thirsty, and they found no the water. They lost their joy. They lost their peace. They lost their song. They lost their gratitude. They lost their faith, and just started belly aching, and blaming. And what are we going to drink? And when are you going to lead us to the right place? And where are we going to get any water? And and you see the very next phrase, they, they were back into this like they were with the Red Sea. We're all going to die out here. We're all going to die out here in the wilderness. And sadly, that's exactly what happened to them. Against, contrary to God's will. Somebody said that out loud. Not me. Not me. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. I, refuse to I refuse to complain. And as far as troubles. I refuse to remain. I, to remain. I, will, I will. Hold to my faith. Hold to my and, trust my God. and trust my God. Praise God. That's it again for today. For this week. Come back with us next time. For more faith in faith school. Well, I sure enjoyed being with you in Faith School again this week. I believe we're making good progress. Uh, At the end of the week, I always like to pray and speak over our partners. Uh, Thank you so much for everybody that's helping us to send this around the world. Uh, We heard about complaining. Let's not talk about what we don't have or what we can't do. That includes with our finances. The Bible said we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. We've been given all things to pertain that pertains to life and godliness. Let me pray over you said out loud, show me Lord everything you have given me. Everything I do have and I'll confess that and not complain about what I don't have. Lord, I speak increase and blessing over all of our partners and everybody that's praying for us, believing with us, sowing into this, cause abundant harvest to come back into their lives quickly, easily, abundantly to your glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't be sidetracked. You know, the enemy's always trying to convince you it's so terrible, it's never as bad as he makes it out to be. I'm going over, you're going over, Said out loud, we're going over big for Jesus. Hallelujah. We'll see you back here again next week in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website. Our call is at 941 702 7390.